Yeah, I'm like Neo now. <laughs> oh, that was good. That was good. That's Morpheus. Five in a row. Five wins in a row in the first nine games of the season. These boys are hot. Hot boys. Good morning, everyone. Jurassic Views, Bryce Diamond. A big win in Washington. We've gone on the road. We've played the New York Knicks in Madison Square Garden. Got a win. Played extremely well. Dominated the second half. And then went to Washington, a team who beat us, who we had a very difficult first half against. And we go into their building without Scotty, Pascal, and Yuda again. And we won. We controlled much of this game, especially in the second half. Uh, even the second quarter, we played quite well. And we found a way to contain and even at times shut down the combination of Bradley Beal and Montrezl Harrell. That's really their best uh, offensive combination. Uh, Washington was missing some guys. Uh, Bertans was not there. Uh, Hachimura was not there. Of course, uh, Bryant is still out with an injury that he suffered, I believe, early uh, last season within the first five games. Uh, but this is a Washington team that's had success. Uh, they just played Boston. Uh, and, you know, the Celtics have been shaky. But they played Boston in a very tight game. Won it in overtime. And here they were today chasing this game for most of, uh, you know, the second half. Uh, actually, all the second half and most of the second quarter. And I got to tell you, uh, there are some trends, folks. There are some trends that are being set early in the season. I remember using that phrase uh, last year when we started the season two and eight. And we're seeing uh, the reverse. Uh, we're seeing trends, upward trends for this Raptors team. And it's pretty exciting stuff. Uh, lots to talk about. Uh, even though it's just me, lots to talk about. Uh, someone was telling me, that they have a friend that, uh, you know, that that friend of theirs could could talk to a wall. <laughs> they always got lots to talk about, great conversationalist. And I felt like, dang, I could be in that category too. I could talk to a wall, especially when it comes to the Toronto Raptors. But our Toronto Raptors, five in a row, 4-0 on the road now, incredible. And these hot boys are, are coming on. These hot boys are coming on. Well... Let's get to some of the guys on our team that, that played well tonight. Uh, we had a bounce-back game. Precious Achuo definitely bounced back after a very shaky, nerve-wracking, heavy turnover, sloppy game from him in New York. Not sure if he had friends and family in MSG or if he just get, got caught up in the excitement of it all. 
but he really struggled in that New York game, got benched in the second half, and Kem played well. Uh, we needed Kem to be a steady hand, and, and he was, and, and to be really sharp defensively, and Kem played his best game in, in MSG. But Precious responded. I think there's still a greater upside for Precious. I think he's going to get better offensively, smarter and wiser. But between him and Kem yesterday, uh, they had, I believe, eight assists combined. Uh, that's pretty good from your two centers, guys that aren't known to uh, distribute the ball well. Uh, that, that was a great sign. Uh, Precious Achua, yeah, four assists uh, last night. Uh, sorry, Kem had two. So that's that's six combined assists from your centers who aren't known for for that part of their ball game. That was great to see. Uh, Precious and, and Kem both uh, protected the glass, especially down the stretch of that game in the fourth quarter. Uh, they had 15 combined rebounds. Precious had 10, including three offensive rebounds. Really solid from him. And... Between the two of them, only turned the ball over twice, where I think Precious Achuo uh, turned it over five times in New York. Really hard to watch, uh, but a, a great job last night of protecting the ball. And he had a difficult matchup. You know, Gafford is a solid defender. Uh, he, he's got sneaky hands as well. Um, not a huge presence. Both him and Montrez, who play the center position, aren't big dudes, but strong and can leap uh, good on the offensive glass. Uh, so in terms of size, very similar to Birch and Achuo. But, uh, you know, Precious did a good job there. I think we want to see him improve his field goals. He was two for nine yesterday. Uh, but overall, pretty solid. Now, of those, of those two baskets that he did make, he also made a couple free throws. But of those two baskets that he did make, he had a jam that might be... In, in the top three dunks of the year for the season uh, in the NBA. But certainly, it was the dunk of the year for the Raptors. He broke the neck, snapped the neck of Montrez Harrell on a crossover. Ridiculous crossover for a center. And then uh, decided to attack the rim a la Latrell Sprewell. Someone did something to Precious Achuo's mom or said something to his mom because he attacked that rim with rage. And then Kispert <laughs> for Washington, who Zaire reminded me of was a lottery pick, and he's already been leapfrogged by Delano Banton, who's the 46th pick in the second round this past year. Uh, but Precious put that guy six feet under <laughs> with the dunk, posterized him, Rest in peace, Kispert. Uh, and as my daughter said today when we watched the replay, that dunk was nasty, Daddy. Precious, Precious Achua's dunk was nasty. And it was. Uh, that was huge. And it happened in a time of the game where uh, Washington was starting to build momentum. The crowd was getting on their side. We had been up 16. And it was only a seven-point game. Precious with a great crossover, posterizing Kispert and got us up nine. And that kind of, you know, gave us some, kind of swung the momentum back. We got some stops and built the lead. Uh, as I said, this was a solid game, a steady game from Ken Birch. Similar vibes from uh, his play 
in the New York game. Just steady. Made a couple bunnies in that fourth quarter, um, kind of midway through the fourth quarter, which was nice to also build the lead. Um, I think he had just come in for Precious, maybe a minute after Precious's dunk. Um, this was a game that we also saw from start to finish. Fred and OG's game taking yet another level, especially on the offensive end. Now, defensively, they were making steals, deflections, blocks, same old, same old from those two guys. Uh, but on the offensive end, they began to show us things that, that were really, really impressive. Uh, last year, we talked about who is the best mid-range player. Who's the best mid-range shooter and scorer for the Toronto Raptors? We're talking about Malachi's mid-range uh, developing. We talked about Gary Trent having a real upside in that department. I think he's in, improved uh, in that. So that's great to see Gary come along in that way. His three-point shooting has steadied out. Uh, and he was solid last night from behind the arc. Struggled offensively, I, I think, overall. Uh, he, you know, he came off a 26-point night in MSG. So you knew it was going to be a bit of a step down. But he was solid, 15 points. Uh, but Fred Van Vliet's mid-range game has been DeMar DeRozan worthy. Like DeMar would be proud. I think Kayla Gray, uh, referenced that last night in the post-game interview with Fred. Um, great, great game. And if you remember Kyle Lowry, uh, in the 2015 and 2016 seasons, uh, he also, um, in those seasons played very well and shot the mid-range great especially off that pick and roll. And, you know, I think both, uh, you know, the fact that he played with DeMar, Fred played with DeMar and Kyle, and uh, has probably watched some some footage of both of those guys, both this year, but in the past. I think Fred's picked that up. He has been ridiculous. There were some stats being thrown around that his mid-range jump shot is like 55% plus. I think, I think there was a stat 20 for 33 from his mid-range jump shot uh, this season. I think Alex Wong had posted that. might have been a Blake Murphy uh, tweet that, that was retweeted by Alex Wong. But 20 for 33 is ridiculous. If he can keep that up, uh, not, as, not only is he an all-star, we're going to be in the top four in the Eastern Conference. That's just true. Uh, OG continues to shine from downtown. He shot the ball very well um, the last few games. Just really steady. He was three for five from downtown uh, last night. Um, but his mid-range game, uh, his post game has really improved. And I'm very curious and excited. And we'll talk a little bit about this in a bit. Very curious and excited when Pascal comes in. Not only can he hopefully spell off some minutes for OG and Fred Van Vliet, but hopefully give them yet another option. Um, and that would be a three-headed monster. But OG Ananobi, um, he made some great buckets in that mid-range. There was a step back uh, in the first half. That was just ridiculous. Uh, sorry, third quarter. That was just ridiculous. When they're building up a lead in the third quarter, I think they got it up to as much as 16. Um, that was incredible. Uh, Spi, uh, Mikhailuk, uh, Spi, another solid night. Four for eight from the field, two for four from downtown, five for six from the free throw line, 15 points. 
Um, great stuff from your shooting guard. Again, this is a guy who's a fourth option. Uh, he was the four, fourth option last night in a starting role. Um, probably when Pascal comes back, he's, he's more of a fifth or sixth option. Uh, but he's, he's really played well, stretched the floor, has made a big difference. Uh, Scotty going out, um, you know, when Pascal was out, Scotty stepped up. Wow, impressive. Now Scotty's out, and Sfi has been magic. Just magic. Uh, Ukraine is proud of you, Sfi. My goodness. Goldeneye continues to impress. Uh, this guy's making $1.8 million. I'm just going to keep saying that until we, we sign him uh, to a bigger deal. And I think Masai and Bobby are already talking about that deal because Dragic's $19 million is going to be off the table next year. Who are you going to pay? We've got a lot of guys locked up already in contracts for the next few seasons. Um, you know, Chris Boucher's contract ends after this season, but I think Spee is asking a lot of questions. And uh, I think the paper, uh, you know, that contract's maybe being written up. Uh, well, time will tell. Time will tell. There's a lot of games still to play, but great stuff from Spee. Um, this was a good overall game on the road by this team. So many guys stepped up. Delano Banton continues to show up and, and play solidly. He had 17 minutes. That's kind of the range that I think he's going to be in. 15 to 20 minutes a game, depending on the score. I will go get more minutes, obviously, if, if we're blowing a team out. But he had five points, was a plus five, was 2-2 two, two from the field. Would love to see him work on his free throws. He was one of two uh, last night. But he's also got two steals. He had three rebounds. You know, he's 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 filling up the stat sheet. Uh, and in 17 minutes, quality basketball, quality contribution from a rookie who was picked in the second round. This guy's got such an upside. Um, will that upside be uh, Ben Simmons worthy uh, with a different attitude? Uh, you know, who, who will he be like, uh, you know, Jason Kidd, perhaps ask, who knows? Um, obviously, um, he's really impressed us and it's fun. It's fun to see T-Rex play so well and get so much support from the home crowd, uh, as he's our hometown boy. Um, but yeah, just a great game. Now this game did go back and forth a bit. Um, there was a bit of a pendulum swing that was happening um washington really never had a big big lead uh they they were kind of chasing the game as i said before for most of this game the majority of this game even in that second quarter they got down 14 now they rallied and got it you know within nine and then sorry within eight and then gary made a nice three-point play to finish the half and we got back up to 11 their largest lead was just four, and that was all in the first half. Um, and, you know, they were struggling to get points off turnovers. They were struggling to get on the break. Um, and, and yet, they hung in there and battled back after the Raptors looked like they were going to put it away. They're up 16 in the third quarter, kind of mid to late third quarter. Then the Raptors got up again with 7.03. Uh, OG makes a nice play, makes a bucket. We get up 101.86. And at that point, 
in the game, I thought, we got it. It's done. Uh, we clinched it. Our defense is too good, and, and they're not putting up much resistance. They called a timeout, I believe, at that point, made some adjustments, and, uh, you know, fought back into it. And I thought there, there was a little too much predictability from us offensively uh, in those later stages of the fourth quarter. Beal and Montrez uh, started getting hot. Um, that pick and roll game opened things up uh, after they were successful with it. Um, and then with 3.53, Montrez uh, made a nice bucket assisted by Bradley Beal. Easy little bucket off the pick and roll again. And they got within six. It was 103.97, 3.53 to go. And we needed offensive answers. Um, and I thought, man, are they going to be able to score, you know, five, six, seven more points? Um, the defense for us really tightened up. Luckily, it really tightened up. We were a bit sloppy on some plays. Then uh, Montrez made a turnover with about two minutes to go. And I think I think the score is almost about the same. I think it was 105-97. Uh, they got a free throw. And then we missed again. Uh, we really struggled. You know, in that last seven minutes, our offense looked shaky. Um, but luckily, our defense is elite. <laughs> and right now, even without Pascal Siakam and Scotty Barnes, uh, but certainly without Pascal this season, I think <laughs> we have, you know, first team all NBA defense in our in our roster. Gary Trent Jr., Fred Van Vliet, OG Ananobi, Scotty Barnes, Ken Birch. <laughs> that could be first team all defense. It probably won't be. But man, oh man, we really tightened up and hit, hit, tightened up defensively. And here's a Washington team who can fill up the bucket. And Beal and Montrez are a great combination, but we it got predictable. Dinwiddie, uh, I think, got a little, a little nervous, a little anxious on his shooting. Neto uh, wasn't having as much impact as he did early in the game when there was a lot of transition, and they they weren't able to make buckets. Uh, and then finally, uh, with under a minute to play, we hit a couple free throws and put the game away. Uh, 109-100. Now, speaking of free throws, at one point in the fourth quarter, the total free throw count was 30 to 17. I mean, we you remember me talking about free throw disparity last year. A uh, little bit frustrating. The foul count was 22 to 10 at one point in the fourth quarter. Total uh, foul count. Gosh, that's that's frustrating. However, that said, the Raptors shot 20 free throws on the game, and we were 17 of 20 from the free throw line. And this is another game where we, when we've got to the line, we've made good on it. I think we were like 13 of 14 in New York. Not a lot of free throws, but still uh, enough that uh, you know we could make an impact there if we made them, and we certainly did make them. Um, so yeah, this game was kind of in, you know, being held in the balance and, and was there kind of for the taking. It was teetering either way. It was about to be put away by the wraps and then our offense stalled 
Washington came back and then we shut their offense down. And when it was all said and done, Toronto gets another road win. 4-0, as I said. And uh, now 6-3 and with five wins in a row. Now, the last season when we played, we started the season 2-8. and eight. We got to six wins after 15 games. We were 6-9. and nine. Uh, I think we even went to 7-9. and nine. We had put like three wins in a row, something like that. Uh, we're 6-3. and three. I think through... 15 games were probably going to be about nine and six. That's a huge improvement. When you think of Kyle leaving, when you think of, of young guys that we got on our team, we don't have, you know, a, a true center, really, uh, that big kind of traditional center that very much exists in the NBA. Uh, maybe it's in more of in the minority, but, uh, you know, there are some question marks there. I think Precious and Ken, by committee, have done a great job. Our length overall, that experiment, that that belief and conviction, that's paid off. Uh, it's shown up on both sides of the ball on the rebounding end. Um, so that's fantastic. Um, great stuff from us. Now, I got to point out, and, and most of you, probably all of you, wouldn't have heard this uh, on the telecast because uh, you were probably watching the Canadian uh, broadcast. Um, but I watched the highlights last uh, from last night uh, through the American NBC broadcast. And Drew Gooden, a former player in the NBA, a former uh, wizard, uh, at one point in the game was talking about uh, how he missed the old name. Now, Probably most of you will know this, but I'll remind you that the old name for Washington was the Washington Bullets. Now, bullets can, you know, be fast. Bullets can penetrate. Bullets can be, uh, you know, quite an intimidating kind of thing. But it's also quite violent. And Drew Gooden said, man, I just love that name. I love the way it popped on the jersey. It, you know, when it was bullets on the jersey, it was one of the jerseys to have in the league. And I thought, dude, what are you talking about? The, do you remember why they changed the name? Do you remember the 90s when the NBA had this policy that if you brought a gun to... Uh, to the stadium, you could exchange the gun for tickets because they were trying to find any way to reduce guns on the streets. Do you not remember that? Do you not remember that in Washington, that the city uh, had one of the highest homicide rates specifically around gun violence? Do you not remember that? Uh, Drew Gooden was just... Uh, not just unaware. Uh, this guy was in uh, the land of oblivion. <laughs> this guy was not even out in the ocean. This guy was in an abyss of awareness. And, and, and to say that on the broadcast, I was just really uh, taken aback. And I'm hoping that there will be a conversation uh, with NBC, Andrew Gooden, and I, my hope is that he will make a public apology. He, he, 
you just got to be better. You have to be better than that. Um, I'm not saying if you're talking to your friends or you're talking off air that you couldn't say, didn't that name sound good? Didn't it have, you know, wasn't it a stronger name or a more intimidating name than Wizards? Yeah, sure. Yeah, good. Say that. Off air. But on air, knowing the context of why it changed and knowing the context of the city, you got to be better than that. Um, Yeah, that was just really frustrating. Uh, anyways, uh, to take a step back, and I think Zion and I will probably talk about this in his confessions this, this weekend, but the Eastern Conference landscape is very interesting to me, very intriguing. Uh, the Nets have put, I think, three games together. They've won three in a row, just beat the Hawks, impressive game. The Hawks, uh, I'm not saying they're a, a one-hit wonder. But I, do, I, I thought they might be the three seed this year. They might make some improvements, and it's still early in the year. I don't think they're going to be as good as, as maybe they showed in the first three, four games. Um, I don't know. We'll see. Um, I definitely think the Hawks are, are a playoff team. Uh, but there is a lot of depth. There is a lot of talent in the East. The East, for me, is definitely better than the West. Um, and I'm really curious. It's very intriguing. Uh, we play Cleveland next on Friday. It's Muslim Solidarity Night, which is uh, really special, I think, um, for the Raps to do that. Um, and I th- hope for the community, the Muslim community in Toronto. But uh, Cleveland looks interesting. They got a lot of young talent, a lot of talent um, from their draft pick. Um, to their young guards who are in their, I think, third and fourth year, to Jared Allen, who's still a young uh, center but has played really well. He had 24 and 17 the other night uh, with four blocks. Uh, the fro is definitely uh, had a step up. He could be a most improved player of the year. Um, but they, yeah, the Eastern Conference looks very intriguing. I think Washington will battle uh, for the play-in. I think you'll see the Knicks probably at the at kind of at the top end of the plan, maybe a seven or eight seed. I think Boston's going to get better, but they don't have the depth. Um, and they se- there seems to be always some internal struggles. And even at the top end, you know, Miami, Brooklyn, uh, Milwaukee started slow, but I think, you know, that they'll, they'll get back to the top four. But even that top end, Philly has looked solid to start. We'll see if Ben Simmons comes back or if they trade him. But there's just a lot of intriguing teams. Um, you know, the Chicago Bulls have started out well. So when I look at all these teams and I look at the Raptors, knowing that Scotty uh, has been so good, Pascal is going to come back and play pretty rock solid. I don't know if he'll get to all-star level. It would be awesome. But uh, <laughs> we have so much depth. So much length and athleticism as a team. And now our shooting's coming on. Um, I, I just think there's not a lot of teams, certainly in the regular season, but even in a seven-game playoff series, that I'll be overly intimidated by. Milwaukee and the Nets, to me, are still the best two teams uh, until it's proved otherwise in the whole NBA. So they're the best two teams in, in the East for me. Uh, but... You know, Miami's right there. They don't have the same superstar status that, you know, KD and and Giannis have. 
But uh, Bam and, and, and Jimmy are going to be all-stars. We know how good Kyle Lowry is. So I'm, I'm really intrigued by, by the Eastern Conference and the landscape of it, especially early in the season. Uh, obviously, the next 10, 15 games, as, as they play out, uh, more will be revealed to us. But uh, I look forward to talking uh, with Zaya about that. Anyways, I've probably gone longer than I should have. Um, but uh, hey, what can you do? I can talk to a wall. <laughs> uh, hope you're well. Hope you're enjoying the season. Uh, get in for a, a great ride for the next 10 uh, games because I think we'll see the return of Pascal, Yuta, and Scotty. And it should be a lot of fun. All right, y'all. Thanks for support, for your support. Can't wait to talk to, to Zaya soon and be able to have a post game as well uh, after Cleveland tomorrow night. All right, peace.